You're listening to a very special Longbox Crusade episode, the 12 Days of Crusade Miss 2022. Crimson Vampires. Hello and welcome to the 11th day of the 12 Days of Crusaders for 2022, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusaders is our gift to the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we have been celebrating this joyous occasion by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusade Miss 2022, we have brought you a new hidden gem of a comic series brought to you either by one of our jingling all the way co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for this 11th day of Crusade Miss Delvin Williams, aka The Dark Web Before Christmas. And here are the poorly wrapped presents that Santa Claus just didn't feel like wrapping up. I, I mean, it's a bike. Everyone can see it. Joining me around the fire, with hot cocoa in hand, candy canes, and, and a stocking in hand, filled bits and bits for today's unwrapping. Let's start with the founder of the Longbox Crusade. His name is Pat Sampson. We call him DJ Cristados. Merry Christmas, Pat. Merry Christmas to you, Delvin. I got my bike hat ready. I got my elbow pads and my knee pads ready. I'm ready to go on a bike ride. Somebody said something about a cool bike. No, we, no. Make you, we make you wear that anytime you leave the headquarters. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's for your own safety, it's because we love you. We, Is we it because of what happened the last time was decorating the yes. roof? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, Maybe. you know what? Luckily, Rick let me crash into the area and got me out. And Yeah, you're mixing up our names and everything. You're calling me Jason. You're calling Jason Mary Jane. You're calling Jared Laurel. And Laurel didn't even work here. Wait a minute. No, no, no. I strictly remember calling Jared Gerald. Oh, that, that, well, that's fine, man. That's that's fine. On that. yeah. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not that bad. I'm not that bad. Not, you're, you're, you've never been that bad. That no. Bad. No, but let me tell you, let, let, why don't we go ahead and continue on the, the night before Crusade Miss poem that I've been doing all this long. See, I remember all that just well. I, I, I forgot, so I'm glad to do that you brought it up. Go right okay. ahead, sir. I'll, I will go ahead and proceed. We will continue on with the story. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth and the smoke. Oh, that smoke. It circled around his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> Got the munchies after all that weed, that's why. I'm pretty sure, like, you know how, like, most songs you don't know what they're about? Like, it's pretty much about, like, a woman or cocaine. Let's just say I don't think this one's about a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that contribution, Pat. We only have one day to go. You're hosting and you get to get the final reveal of your poem and everything. And it's Christmas Day. Man, that's so much to look forward to. Like, how could you not want to come back and listen to that? That's all. Now we will introduce to the listening audience, Jared Albrecht, AKA the yard sale artist, sometimes known as Delph Pro. Merry Christmas, Jared. So I bring with me another quality Christmas joke for you guys. What is the best Christmas present you could possibly receive? I will tell you guys, the best Christmas present you could possibly get is a broken drum. 
because you can't beat it. Uh, Pat, like when you fell through the roof, did, did, did it get repaired? There was a draft. <laughs> it, got, it got awfully cold up in here with that. Oh. Maybe you guys didn't get it. And we, I, we did. We, we did. You, do, you don't have to explain it. it. All right. See you next episode. <laughs> Yeah, we will. So moving on uh, to the older, wiser version of Jared, such as it is, Jason Albrecht, a.k.a. Weasel Skull. Merry Christmas, Jason. Merry Christmas, Delvin. I'm happy to be here. I am a little bit confused, however. I'm trying to figure out why you picked the book that you picked. I didn't know that you... Wondered, I never suspected you would have wanted us to know, read it. I figured that you, someone might come up with something like, no, no, uh-uh, we're not, we're so, not doing it, Jason. No, we're not doing it. So I wasn't supposed to read Crimson Tide Football History, Best Plays, Games, and Records? Of a biscuit eating. By Mark Mayfield? There's a ton of exciting things in there. No, there was nothing <laughs> exciting about it. It was a bunch of crap. It was crap. I like to think you open it up and it just makes fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. So I was supposed to read a different book then. You, you were. Less pages, actually. Um, probably far less, you know, uh, probably far more fiction in the book that you read, though. <laughs> than the other one. <laughs> well, I didn't read it then. Okay. I'm just no. going to get it out there early. I beat everybody else. See, I, my bit led to another bit that beat everybody else's bit. It's like an Inception bit. Very nice. It's a Very bit well within done. a bit. It is a bit within a bit. With that, he's back on mute. And if anyone were to ask me what's gift wrapped in the stocking that I brought for the group, you know, I'll ask myself, what do you have gift wrapped in the stocking, Delvin? <laughs> well, hey, Delvin, Delvin, I'm glad you asked. As you heard in the singing intro. Hey, Delvin, huh? what, do you, what do you got in that stocking? That, thank you, Jason. Like, you're, you're just saving the show right now. Like Today is 11 Crimson Vampires, which means we're unwrapping Crimson number one from Cliffhanger Comics, not to be confused with anything with Alabama football. Now, for a brief history for this series and characters, you might recall that Cliffhanger comic books were an imprint of Wildstorm Comics, publishing creator-owned comic books. It produced such books as Danger Girl by J. Scott Campbell and Battle Chasers by Joe Maggiorera. Brian Augustine, who passed away this year in February, rest in peace, was best known for editing and co-writing Flash with Mark Wade. Umberto Ramos, the creator of Crimson, gained notoriety on Impulse, strangely enough, a Flash character, and has been a main contributor on Amazing Spider-Man in recent years. Crimson itself definitely doesn't have a mainstream theme, though, considering the past of the creators of the book. It is more vampire fantasy horror-based. Some of the reasons I love this book are, I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. I, I don't I don't really remember much about this book, but, but let me tell you what I did remember. I remember Battle Chasers, which we covered on a Longbox Crusade episode. It came out with like nine books in like 88 years. I remember respecting Humberto Ramos and crew for consistently coming up with a 24-issue run that told a complete story with quality artwork. So, have any of you guys read Crimson before? We will start with Jason. No, this is a first read for me. Thank you, sir. And what about you, Pat? This is a first read for me. Oh, why? Wow. Jared, what about you? I have read Crimson, and I also read Clover, and I just read them over. <laughs> oh, that was going to be my other go-to joke. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, no, I've never read this. <laughs> 
<sighs> my goodness, you know, I, I can't get mad at the bits at this point. I, I, I do bits too. So back to the show. All right. And now for a quick summary of this particular issue. Vampires have a history that is rooted way back in the literal earliest days of the planet. After getting a bit of revised Bible history, we flash forward to present day, where a very moody Alex Elder is hanging with his friends Huey, Dewey, and Lewis, as one does, when they are attacked by vampires who have a history that is rooted way back in the literal earliest days of the planet, if you didn't know. These vampires are brutal and they like taking blood and then slaughtering the people before they fully turn into vampires. Brutal, I tell you. Alex is bitten, but is saved by a mysterious benefactor, as one does, and is brought into the world of vampires, a world he is not prepared to accept. Who will be friends and who will be foes? And oh yeah, what of his human family that he left behind? So what did you guys think of the issue? And we will start with Patronimus. This was an interesting comic for me. I've do like me some vampire kind of tales. I like it where it brings in some actual history somewhat. But what I like is I remember, you know, having the video game of uh, Vampire the Masquerade is a really cool video game to play based off of a role-playing game. There was a TV series earlier on Fox a long time ago that was a vampire kind of a a one-two, but I can't remember what it was called at this time. Anyway, it's something I liked as well, too. I really started falling for this story a little bit. It was a little wacky and really the gore was kind of, you know, just this was the 90s, right? When this came out? Late 90s. Late 90s. So it was like, you know, with the art, it's like really nice looking art in this one and, you know, blood splattered here and there and just kind of, it's like, man, who does these people's laundry? Because, you know, they're just, they get all splattered up like that. It's like, you're going to go out. Who's cleaning you up? But I guess that doesn't matter for the whole story as well. But anyway, I'm rambling on about about it all. But I really liked this one because it had me interested in what's going to happen to this kid. And what's this whole bigger battle that's going on between heaven and and the devil and things like that? You know, it kind of pulled on that theological heartstring of mine as well too that you know on understanding that story it brought me into that as well too like oh this is interesting how they kind of pull that together and how you see these two other characters that have been around for a long period of time you know since the beginning of the world interesting and it, you said it went 24 mm-hmm. it went 24 issues wow all the way through that. Was there a full ending to it or was it just kind of? I am pretty sure that it came to a definitive conclusion. And like I said, like I would have to sit down and read all 24 issues again because I don't remember the ending. I do remember that it ended unlike like, <laughs> like Battle Chasers, which cool. I'm putting heavy quotes to the list. Like, it ended like, and, and that was like Joe Matt, like I, I, don't, I don't feel like doing this crap anymore. <laughs> no, this, this one actually had a full start, finish, and ending. And I believe that Brian Augustine and Umberto Ramos stayed on as a creative team the entire time. Very cool. Sweet. Thanks for that, Pat. Uh, Jared, you're up. What do you think? Pat, was the show you're thinking of Kindred? The Embrace? Yes, yes. That was it. 1996, I think. Anyway, Crimson. Well, no, actually. Okay, so let me do some uh, highs and lows. I'll get the low out of the way right off the bat. The only low to me was, man, this is, I tell you what, what planted it most firmly in the what late 90s, early 2000s for me was just that angsty, whiny kid every other 
page. He's angsty and whiny. I'm like, man, this was like when the CW was at its height and all the shows on the CW were angsty. You all see that frog that. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the CW. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was my only downer. And I was like, yeah, this is very of its era with the whiny kid. Once you get past that, of course, it's a Berto Ramos. It's It's got a very unique art style that's cool. It's well ink. It's well colored. It's a good looking book. I actually did like the, like Pat said, the sort of biblical reference. That's a lot of the biblical reference was accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I was and then reading, what I'm he like, did, oh, this is yeah. He just kind of took little pieces to spin off to say this is kind of where the creatures of the night come from in my story. And I was like, oh, that's neat. That's kind of a a little add on uh, to actual biblical history. I thought that was kind of clever. I thought it went on a little long with that. I was like, by like the second page of it, I was like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, I got where they came from. But, you know, I think he was really proud that he came up with that spin because it was a unique spin. So he spent a little time with it. So those are like really my only lows. They're pretty minor. It definitely gets you asking questions. What's going on with his family? What's going on with the guy who trained him? What's he going to become? He's this reluctant vampire. Why was he saved? Huey, Dewey, and Louie were slaughtered. No knowledge what Uncle Scrooge has going on at this point, but hopefully we'll find out. And uh, yeah, just a just a very time capsule book of the era in mostly good ways. Appreciate that and answer to Uncle Scrooge every day. He's out there making ducktails. Ooh, absolutely. Jason, you're up. Well, I get the controversial piece out of the way right now. I've never really been a fan of Umberto Ramos's art. I just, I know, I'm, I know I'm in the minority and I, I fully concede I must be wrong because he's got quite the fan following. But for me, there's just something that, that takes away usually from the storytelling. I remember him being on some Wolverine comics and it just frustrates me when I've got to kind of look at the, really stare at the panel to figure out like what's going on because the body posture just looks weird. Body composition looks weird. Having said all that, when I got this book and I saw who was the artist, I was like, oh no. But I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, he seemed really, and I don't know if it was just the right team because the inker, I think, really uh, embellished the art, the pencils quite well. And the colorist, I was surprised. Like with the color scheme, there's a lot of bright, vibrant colors in this book where I just assumed it was going to be a bunch of dark panels. It was pleasantly surprising. And, and it's for some reason, it came came together well. So hats off there. As far as the stories concerned, I think you guys hit the highlights. I agree. I thought that the intro is like, oh, that's clever where they're going. And then they kept going and kept going and kept going. I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden, you tur I turned the page and bam, we're in the middle of the story. And I was like, did I miss a page? There wasn't really much of a transition. But once I got into the current piece of the story, they had some really compelling characters. I, I really thought that the main kid, the protagonist, was quite a bit angsty, but interesting. I'm interested in the, the younger vampire who tries to befriend him. I like the concept of denial. Like, he just like, nah, I'm not a vampire. Like, he's got his teeth all... <laughs> all have dead birds all around him. He's like, nah, man, it wasn't me. It's like, it's clearly you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but he's in denial. And I think that that was interesting. And I thought that that young vampire who was trying to help him through it was interesting. The old guy that was referenced in the biblical text, the guy that was kind of forgotten about, cast aside or whatever. I'm interested, like, why he's taken such an interest 
in this young man and, and what his goal is with him. So right away, you know, at the end of issue one, and it really kind of left me on a cliffhanger because I was asking myself, did he just eat his sister? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I, yeah, because it's like, I I don't know. And I kind of want to find out. Appreciate that, Jason. Appreciate that, gentlemen. And now it is time to rate your interest in the series using the official Crusademus candy cane scale. On a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and 1 being no interest at all, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? We'll start with Jared. Ooh, put me on the spot. No, um, I, you know, I think I like this one out of nine. I think this is, uh, you know, if I'm flipping through the dollar bins and I see it, I'd go, yeah, I would like to continue. Especially that you've told me that it's 24 issues. That's a very manageable run. So that definitely helps. So yeah, I, I like it to the tune of a nine, sir. I appreciate that. And we will go to Jason and for his Crusaders candy cane rating. All right, humor, I'm giving it a one. You know, not a lot of humor in there, but there's a, there's some more lighthearted moments like I mentioned the young Hispanic vampire that tries to, to befriend him. I thought he was kind of humorous. Heart, I'm giving this one a full three. Not so much for the heart, the characters show in there, but just how it all, how the comic all came together. You can really tell that both the writer and the artist are bringing their best. They're really invested and proud in this book. And that says a lot to me. So I'm giving that the full three. Spectacle, I'm at a two. I think that there, you know, this wasn't a highly spectacle book, but there was enough action to keep me turning the page and the art i'm gonna give that one uh i'm gonna give that one a two as well i really was thinking i was gonna have to struggle to come up with a one on this but for all the reasons i mentioned previously i think it's really well put together and then of course i'm gonna give you uh an extra candy cane for your enthusiasm and bringing it to the show so i think that gives me three five seven eight nine ten ten candy canes well, thank you very much for that, Jason. And we will finish up with Pat. I'm going to agree with some of the things Jared said and some of the things Jason said. I think the humor, there, was, there wasn't a lot. So I, that's where I'm agreeing with Jason on the one. The heart, though, I got that kind of mixed up as a two. It, it, I like it. And the spectacle, definitely for me, was really cool to see the artwork coming in, especially in some of the places where there was action in this. The art and the colorists that, that made this pop, like Jason said before really good and the art as well so all in all that puts me at a nine well thank you very much for that pat all right got got, got a nine got got a ten got a nine that's not too bad i appreciate that guys uh let me give you just one last recommendation for this series can i ask well, them your candy canes i came up short with <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Jason? It, it is it is a season for giving. So absolutely, you can have some of my yes. candy cane. Look, guys, I, I'm a mainstream guy. I, I came up with Marvel and, and then DC after. And it's super important to remember the independent comic books, though, uh, because as history has shown, it's usually those indie guys who wind up running things for the mainstream sooner or later. Pretty sure at least one person in this group agrees with me. That will wrap up today's gift-giving session of the 12 Days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you give one of our recommendations a try. Let us know what you think. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Longbox Crusade, you will find us. Email, contact at longboxcrusade.com. And if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year, or you just want to hear more Crusademus, if you scroll far enough back on our feed, you can find all the episodes 
Bills from Crusade Must Pass from 2017 all the way through 2021 and this year. Thank you for listening, everyone, and Merry Christmas from Longbox Crusade crew here in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade studios. DJ Cursados, play me one of those Christmas jams. A wickedy, 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 wickedy. songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. I almost texted again last night, but I didn't because you guys were, I knew you guys would make fun of me because I was like, how much of this book do I got to read, man? It's 300 pages. Hopefully and you figured it out. I figured it out. It's like, okay. Oh, Crimson? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> No, I brought the whole thing. Hopefully you read the whole thing. I kept kept making fun of me about too many pages in my book. So read 300. What is going on here? Why is this thing not loading? (laughs) 300 pages. Delvin. I got the script up. It says says Delvin's copy. (laughs) Here we go. That's that's what the script said. Don't take. Make sure you don't get Jason's copy because it's totally different. It, it, look, it looks exactly <laughs> like my. People need to get tucked in, man. Tomorrow's a big day. Bells will be ringing. <laughs> Tomorrow's the big day. Mm-hmm.